T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Brian Shackman, John Senecal, and we welcome in Tim Restall, the are you just the president of the Harvard Yorkers? Are you still got the GM thing? No, too? no, no. That's Mike. Um, okay. They give me the title team president. Team president. Yeah. So I added the team a couple of years ago. With Why? Those, just because there was, you know, some things going on with presidents and things like that. <laughs> and I, I said, you know what? Let me be the team president so that uh, we go in that direction. Well, there's the, you know, there's the White House lawn and then there's this I, th- I actually think this is i think we got this that lot this is a much nicer yeah lawn. this is awesome <laughs> by far one of the nicer minor league parks out well, there well we we talk about it ad ad nauseum for a while there when you were in new britain before this sucker got finished it must have been pretty stressful though because you had some hiccups right yeah this no absolutely absolutely it was uh there was a little bump of the road and you know we um you know, but we got through it, and you know, 2017. It was hard to believe. Um, you know, we we that was our first season, and actually, this week, I um, the governor had a press conference, and the mayor across the street talking about some development happening around the ballpark. And I said, "When did we break? Like, when did we do the groundbreaking?" And it was seven years ago. Seven years ago, five months. I was going to say seventeen years. Yeah, ago. I feel like <laughs> that I, was be, I had the gray hair to prove it. But the pay, but it's one of the few things that's done in my journalism career, especially in this area, that makes total sense that actually happened. Right? There's a lot of stuff that makes sense that never happens. But a downtown ballpark, even in a mid-sized city, just makes so much sense. Yeah. For those that are that don't know the story. The, the, the team was formerly in New Britain, Connecticut. Right, the Rockcats. The Rockcats, which is nowhere near Hartford as far as, like, you know, if people are going to travel. It's 15 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes away, but they were the Hartford, uh, the New Britain Rockcats, and now they're the Hartford Yard Goats. But you actually came to New Britain right around when the transition was starting to get out of there. So yeah. That so, had to have been interesting. Did you know that coming in? Well, they already were sold, right? I mean, that was the thing. Well, I'm New talking owners. about coming to Hartford. Right. I think the team, the, the, the group that bought the team, for, check me if I'm wrong, brought him in right exactly. yeah so two so 2000 and um in 2012 um the 
the Solomon family bought New Britain Rockets. I was working for uh, their dad up in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. And they started me having coming down like once a week just to help out because I have a food and beverage background. But I also was running the food up in New Hampshire at the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. But I also would do sponsorship, you know, advertisement, help marketing, help operations. So they said, can you go down and start helping out, you know, just a day a week. And one day turned into two, turned into weeks. And then in 2013, uh, we had the Eastern League All-Star Game. And then about in mid-May, I went down there, and they, they promoted me to general manager. And the goal was to be in New Britain for uh, just the summer. And, you know, so I, I, you know, had my family, my kids up in New Hampshire, and I said, all right, let me just, you know, pack my car and drive down and got a hotel room. And was I spent the 2013 season working there, and the goal was only for the summertime. And then all of a sudden, Sure enough, I'm like, they're like, do you want to stay? And I'm like, this is a great ballpark, great staff. The staff was unbelievable. And I'm like, I love the community. I love the opportunity. And when you work in baseball, in minor league baseball, there's not like one on every corner. So, you know, for me being from New England and New Hampshire, to be able to, you know, relocate two hours away and, and be in the same industry, it was a home run. And that was in 2013. And then 2000. 14 is when they announced the team was relocating to Hartford. And his question, because I, I want to go back to some things, but his question was, did you know that was the goal? No, all not at all. Okay. Not at all. I, I went down um, to come down to... No, the goal to move from New Britain to Hartford. Correct. It was not. not. I did not know that. It huh. was uh, It was done. Um, ownership had made that decision and not communicated to anyone. So I was down here working in New Britain and trying to figure out how we're going to change the change, you know, the, the setup and, and all right. those things. And all of a sudden one day I got a call from the mayor saying, I heard, you know, you guys are talking about moving. I'm like, we're not moving. We're not going anywhere. And, and then sure enough, like, you're a liar. Oh, yes, You're a you liar. Are. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I got, I said, Hey, they called. They go, actually we are. And I'm like, Oh, great. So, <laughs> so, you know, so it was, you know, and, and for us, it was day to day. It didn't, you know, it didn't matter because, we have to operate on, you know, the games that we have and what we do and not planning for the future. So, you know, 2014 uh, you know, was, uh, you know, a unique year. 2015 was, you know, with us leaving, it was an even more unique year. So I want, I want to take a step back because, you know, this, this whole podcast started off as Red Sox, Yankees and morphed into baseball. I have two tracks I want to talk about. I want to talk about you as a, a non-professional and as a fan, but I also want to get back to the professional and how you, not just the last part of how you got to where you are. So I think we should step back and just ask the simple question. You grew up in New Hampshire. You grew up liking... The Red Sox. Okay, thank you. Of course you. he did. Of course, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying. And so I, I don't want to age you, but uh, what year were you born? I was born in 72. Okay, so 72. So you probably don't have a memory of 75. You probably saw the highlights, but yep. it morphed into a memory. Because I'm 71. So like okay. I remember Bernie Carbo and, and, and Carlton Fisk, but I, I know I didn't see it live. You know. Yeah. And so do you remember 78? So I remember... So I grew up in Raymond, New Hampshire, and that was the hometown of Carlton Fisk. So I actually played Little League with his kids. So that's probably probably 78, 79. And I remember watching him on TV, which was cool. Wow. So I remember that. Um, he wasn't I around the ballpark, you know, yeah. Little League Park. That'd been great. Oh, he, well, I remember because we owned an ice. My dad and uh, mom owned an ice cream stand. And I remember after Little League, we would go there, and, and the team was off the uh, uh, on the road, and he would be there with his kids, you know. Huh. And t- t- you know, so was this kid any good? 
I don't remember. But you know who was crying? If talk he about- was good, we would have heard about yeah, him. Probably. <laughs> so well, across the street from me was a kid that I grew up playing with was Chris Carpenter. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I have a... And then there's you. And then there's, <laughs> then there's me, you know, the, 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 the fat guy from New Hampshire that works in baseball. So, uh, and I have uh, some great stories about Chris Carpenter and, um, and his, his brother. And I got to meet Chris a couple of years later, but grew up as a Red Sox fan, you know, Dwight Evans, uh, Fred Lynn, Jim Rice, you know, um, Rich Gedman, um, Rich Gedman, you know those. Are, so, so I still think he could have had that. I think that Bob Stanley. I mean, I consider that a. I don't know if it's, that's a pass ball. Yeah. Me, so anyway. I, I caught in Little League. I was a catcher, and Rich Gedman was who I looked up to. So fast forward, we just talked about New Britain. I'm running the team in New Britain, and um, you know, every time the team would come in, you go and you talk to the team about you know, you know, welcome to the ballpark, and here's my contact information. Do you need anything, or whatever the case it is? And usually you work with them if there's weather, because you know when there's rain, you have to communicate what what the plan is, how we're going to play baseball, how we're going to postpone it, and such. And then you know later in the year, all of a sudden, um, you know I got to meet Rich Gedman, and I've been able to meet some Red Sox uh, idols that I grew up watching on the TV of by working in baseball. And Rich, I. I got the same number as a catcher. I was always, Ten, you right? know, it yeah. was yeah. good memory. So, so a couple months later, all of a sudden I hear Tim, Tim, and I'm on the field walking in New Britain and it's Rich Gedman. And he remembered my name and I was like blown away that, oh, wow. you know, so, uh, yeah. So Rich Gedman, um, so do you uh, remember going, like, did you, cause for instance, in my household, even though I'm a huge Red Sox fan now, I grew up in more of a Red so- a, a Bruins and Celtics house. So I, w- I went to Bruins and Celtics games, but I very rarely, if at all, as a young kid went to Fenway, which is kind of bu- a bummer. I went to way, way more games once I was an adult, but do you have a first memory of Fenway? I do. I do. I don't remember the team. I remember going with my dad and my friend and we had a great, you know, a great time and just being, you know, at Fenway Park. Uh, you know, underneath the, you know, walking in and first time there, um, you know, it was great. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. He's Tim Restall, the president, team president of the Hartford Yard Goats, the double-A affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. And we're doing the, uh, the the fan base podcast directly from Dunkin' Donuts Park, which is, as John mentioned, one of the, the best parks in minor league baseball. In fact, I think it was it voted the best look, park. When you say minor league park, it doesn't look like a minor league park. As I no. look out over this, it's like, it literally looks like... All you got to do is stack another deck and it's a major league park. Right. Really. Yeah, I mean, another 30,000 seats or something <laughs> would get there. Yeah. yeah. But it's got the character of a major yeah. league no, park. It's a, the upper right field. It confuses the crap out of me, by the way. I don't know what's a home run and not in right field. Uh, yeah. So it's got to go to the Talk second. To Jeff Dooley, yeah, it's the same thing. It, right. it throws me off all the time. All the time, yeah. That right, if you can see, there's a ribbon board in right field, and there's a little yellow pad that's right above it. So you have to hit that up there. That's like 25 feet in the air. And 20, the, net, the net is still out there? The net is still out there, yep. And the, the bullpen is out underneath. One of the bullpens is out underneath the outfield wall yep. in right field. You can watch it from the street, actually. Uh, and, and that gets me to, you know, I love your – your bio because I remember as a kid going to Canopy Lake Park and like his rags to riches story is I mean he started off like in a booth I don't know selling balloons or something or <laughs> fried <the> dough <laughs> I didn't get this hold on I didn't get this way by selling balloons I started Bucking with fried I started, he, he ate the prophets don't I, I, stop making fun of yourself you look great um, did you know you wanted to be in baseball no no not I knew food and beverage and that was where I you know I went to school uh, I got my first job when I was 16 working at the amusement park, and I applied to be in the rides department. And 
one of my friends had gone and he applied and he got in the food service. He's like, listen, I got, I got a, they call me that day and I got the job. So I went and applied and got the job and I ended up spending 10 years working, um, every summer and starting off from a concession stand worker to a stand supervisor, to an area supervisor, to being number two in the, the amusement park business and on the food and beverage side. And that's where I eventually started to go to school for accounting. And I did one, and no offense to any accountants, but I did one, one year of accounting and I said, I can't. I can't do it. I need. I need more interaction. I need. My wife you know, would overall. be like, "You are the smartest man in the world." <laughs> because his wife's yeah. an accountant. <laughs> so I ended up switching uh, to uh, business admin, and I ended up, um, you know, um, g- growing my career, and then eventually wanting to see if the grass was greener. And working at uh, Canopy Lake Park, I said, "You know what." Um, I'd like to see if there's something else. And then I saw an ad for uh, the food and beverage manager for the West Michigan Whitecaps, which is a single-A team in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Are they still there? They are. Wow, they made it. They made the cut. They made the cut. Beautiful. Yeah, they're there. And literally, it said in the the ad, it said, you must be able to stand on your feet 12 hours a day. And I laughed. I said, that's a half a day. Like, that's (laughs) an amusement park business. That was, you know, a half a day. So So you went out to Michigan. Went to Michigan and worked for the single-A affiliate of um, the Tigers. You know, I I hate to say it, but, like, most people try to make it through the baseball ops path. So in some ways, it's a really interesting path. And did you meet resistance when it started to come to managing the whole thing? No. So the food and beverage was, like, the, the... I don't want to say stepchild, but like no one wanted to do it. Right. And I'm like, that's my industry. That's what I that do. And the ticket office are the two ways that you can get in and that then, no one wants to do. And sure enough, I just used that. And then obviously opportunity arise and having a, you know, I started learning about the business, right? So I said, you know, I'm running a food and beverage operation. We have nothing going on in the, in the winter. Can I learn ticket sales? Can I learn marketing? Can I, well, how do you guys do accounting? So I started learning all these things and then all of a sudden, helping out different departments and then eventually it all was able to come together when you know i became the general manager and it was like you know i have i'm not an expert in all of them but i have enough to know and i also take the philosophy that i'm not that smart so i surround myself with smart people and literally you know get people that know what they're doing in those departments and then support them yeah but your experience translates though too because you have with your background and being and technically kind of running a baseball team now i mean what better can you have is food and beverage and baseball. I mean, you, they go together like. Well, yeah. where's the margin? The margin's in the food and beverage. Exactly. So with, with your experience in that, I mean, it's invaluable. It's yeah. Great. I mean, it, and we try to, you know, the marketing and then the understanding and, you know, merchandise and all those things have just been very fortunate. And there's also some background. very good food and beverage choices here, too. Yeah. Well, they got uh, with the Hartford Whalers uh, Alumni Weekend, they brought in some fish and chips, too, um, which I might have to sample because I'm, I'm getting pretty hungry. John Senecal, Brian Chapman, fan base, a deep diver into the greatest rivalry in sports. We're with Team President Tim Restall, the Hartford Yard Goats, the AA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. I mean, I have a ton of questions I'd love to ask you. Stuff I don't. I have Tim on a fair amount on my radio show on WTSC News Talk 1080, which you can stream, Brian and company, if you want to. But I. I, I feel like the one area I'd like to go is, you know, is this it, it, like, is this it for you? Like, is this, have you reached the, is this what you want? Is there something uh, more that you I, want? I, this is. And don't lie to me no, like no, you no. did the mayor in New Britain. <laughs> I didn't lie to you. Hold on. For the record, I'm a liar. All right. <laughs> make sure you get your facts right. I'll make sure you're back. You didn't no, know. I, so absolutely. This is it. This is it. I, you know, we, first of all, we have great ownership and they, they let us do our job. They let us 
you know, uh, make mistakes, grow the business, do everything, make the impacts, give us the right tools to do the right job. And that is a big part of this industry. Second of all, you know, I've, I live in Tallinn. My, you know, my kids go to Tallinn schools. My, my son goes to Western New England. I love New England. So um, as long as they're going to, as long as they keep me, I'm going to stay. You know, some people, like I grew up as a Red Sox fan. And a couple years ago, there was a, a couple years ago, it's more like 15 years ago, there was a position that opened up. And I'm like, you know what? It would be always a dream of mine to have the Red Sox logo on my business card. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. And I talked to a good friend of mine, and he said, listen, you're, you can either be the small fish in the big pond or the big fish in the small pond. And the ability to make impact, work with our staff. You know, we have a lot of young staff, so be able to work with them and see them grow and be able to, uh, you know, expand their horizons and impact fans and really see smiles on people's faces. I, I love it here, and I'm going to stay here as long as I can. What, what has your interaction been with in, uh, over the last couple of years with Major League Baseball as far as all these rule changes that they've been working on implementing? Because obviously, you know, they've started everything out in the minor leagues at the lower levels and then worked their way up, obviously, here and then AAA. But you've been with the pitch clock and um, what's the other one? Have you, we haven't done the shift yet. Yeah, we have, like, some – you can't you – know, we have bigger bases and um, the sh- the shift – you can't shift down in uh, and how much bigger is the base than a Major League base? It – it goes from a small pizza box to a medium pizza or a large pizza box. It's it's a couple inches, I think three or four inches. Right. Um, but you know the that's part- a lot to Angel Hernandez. Three or four inches. <laughs> exactly. But when you think about it, when you watch replays on television, I mean, every night you watch a slow mo replay, and that two or three inches is a difference. Somewhere, it is. somewhere it is. on the field. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think these changes will make it? I mean, the one thing he brought. We talked on the radio about this. Is that the one advantage that isn't talked about is that. As people go to the majors, having had these changes in the minors, it's not as much a shock to the system when they implement it. So do you think that something like – because now they do the pitch clock, and it's stupid. No one pays any attention to it. But do you think they'll actually implement penalties to – you think Max Scherzer is going to get pinched on a strike because he went too long? You know know what? This spring I was – our our second homestand when we were on the road, I went up to New Hampshire. And all of a sudden I saw uh, a violation, and I'm like – What's going on? And I'm, you know, I get the emails and the rules are like, today's the first day enforcing it. So, and that was three months ago. And all our players have adjusted. Everyone's adjusted. So, I do think they're going to make those changes eventually. I think that that's the that's the future. You know, getting the time of the game. You know, I we all watched playoff baseball, which is great baseball. But when you get to that four hour mark, you know, and you got to work the next day, it's just a little tough. Yeah, it's not honestly like, and I like baseball a lot too, but it makes the overall experience actually bad. I think it's it's not Bill Burr who said it. It was I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who said it with with Howard Stern that you can go to a comedy show and it's an hour long and it's unbelievable, and if you go to one ten, an hour and ten. You walk away thinking, man, that was just slow. Right. You know, there is a there is a cutoff there is point a cutoff time, yeah. where it becomes a negative experience. The problem with baseball is sometimes you just never know when that time's going to come. I mean, you watch these games, they move along, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this game's going on great. And all of a sudden, seventh inning. Yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, an hour and a half later, you're barely yeah. in the ninth inning. Well, you know, John might have another question. My last question, well, I'm going to have a bunch more, but it's really about the game. So you, you've been doing this for uh, several years now, and you've seen a bunch of guys progress to the bigs and have great careers. Um, the game is changing. It's specialized, launch angle, all this stuff. Uh, personally, like, I 
I like defense. I like triples. You know, I like first to third, you know, on a single type stuff. So I, I don't enjoy the game. And the home run's still exciting, but I just don't enjoy the game as much as I used to, and I still love it. I was wondering what your thoughts were on the, the changes in general. I, I mean, I still love it. It's still, you know, you know, and I don't watch a ton of baseball because I'm running around, but, you know, seeing a, you know, a, you know, bases loaded, you know, two outs, you know, and, you know, we hit, you know, either hit a, hit a ball or we get struck out. Like I still enjoy that part of it. Um, I also enjoy seeing the, the strategy, you know, did he, did he send him home at third? Should he kept him? Should he have sent him? Things like that. I enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah. We love to, we love to see home runs here. Right. I mean, that's part of it, but I, I still enjoy it. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I think our time, our game times are coming in more in line with two and a half hours, and I think that's probably going to be the goal, and I think that's a good good amount of time, good extension, you know, uh, attention span that we can work yeah. with. So. You good, John? I'm good. I'm just in awe. I'm just sitting out here looking at the field. Yeah, it is Thanks. nice office view for you. No, right? yeah, it's not. My office is actually upstairs uh, right outside the YG Club, and I have a lot of glass, and I, I you know, oversees the field, and everyone's like, why don't you have your shades open? I'm like... I see the ballpark every day. <laughs> you know? It's good. It's good. It's very nice. We have a great. We have great staff to take care of it. And, um, Is there a sellout tonight? I think we're pretty close. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we're. Now you usually sell out almost all the games, pretty much. Well, right? weekends, right? Yeah. We, once we get out of April and yeah. May, that's typically um, the the slower times. But yeah, this is. Uh, this is a busy night this weekend. We have Whalers Alumni Weekend, so that's, that's always a, a busy weekend. So they, the people still perk up for that? They do. They do. It's, uh, it's exciting. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, being from New Hampshire, I remember the Whalers, but I don't remember watching them and, you know, bringing the players in. They just did a, a hospital visit this morning, and, you know, it's, it's still, it's, there's still a lot of excitement. All right, this has been great. Uh, Tim Rustall, the team president of the Harvard Yard Ghost, John Seneca, Brian Shackman. You've been listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in the T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.